First of all, we saw 80,000 uh, members of uh, the Likud party actually going to um, materialize their uh, right to vote in the primary. So already this is uh, a democratic event in terms of uh, Israeli politics. Uh, there are only uh, four parties in Israel that actually have uh, extensive uh, primaries. We had the labor um, earlier this week and we have a uh, religious Zionism and uh, Meretz coming up. Uh, we have uh, some sort of um, uh, council uh, primaries in the Arab list. All the other lists in Israel and parties do not have any internal democracy. So the first thing to say is that it is important in terms of uh, internal Israeli democracy. The second is that we saw throughout the last uh, couple of weeks uh, a very... Um, a very uh, strong uh, um, conflict between Netanyahu and his people and between the people that are said to control the mechanism, uh, the internal mechanisms of uh, the Likud party in terms of uh, several issues which look like uh, like uh, they are about um, the procedures, but actually they are at the guts of uh, the Likud party. The main uh, conflict was about whether those uh, designated seats within the Likud party that um, are realistic to get into as uh, members of uh, Knesset, whether these uh, special uh, um, seats are going to be elected by a very small uh, uh, minority in the council of, uh, of uh, the Likud, the Merkaz, what we call, or whether they're going to uh, be uh, elected by the uh, um, the primaries, meaning uh, all the Likud uh, members, and that was what Netanyahu was striving for. He won the legal battle, and he won the list that he wanted. So, to summarize, uh, today's Likud uh, party's uh, results um, show a formidable victory of their leader, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, those who were personally loyal to Netanyahu and to his two prime messages. One, um, the destruction of the Israeli uh, judicial system uh, going against uh, especially the um, um, Supreme Court uh, and the branches uh, that are within the uh, Ministry of uh, the Justice uh, uh, Department uh, came to very, very high positions in uh, the Likud primaries, uh, and those that Netanyahu did not want, people like Edelstein that uh, competed against him and uh, uh, other people that were identified with other uh, um, uh, concerns were actually either uh, casted out of the Likud party or uh, very got very low seats. And now, we know, we, know yeah. we know Benjamin Netanyahu, um, the type of person he is. I'm sure when he looks at the uh, new slate, he'll be looking for any potential rivals in the future or any possible weak links in the event that the Likud-led bloc doesn't clinch a 61 majority in November. When he looks at the list, are there such names on that list? Yes, because the main people that he wanted to actually... Uh, try to uh, force out of the list, like Edelstein, like uh, David Vitan, uh, and like uh, their protégé and people uh, like uh, Chaim Katz and, uh, and uh, his people are still on the list. But, you know, Netanyahu will have many, many, uh, should, should he win uh, the elections, would have many great positions to offer to make sure that they will not 
change uh, their minds and uh, change their parties. And also, uh, it might. So Netanyahu is basically two ways to go about it. First is to delegitimize them um, beforehand, which is unrealistic because they are part of the list. Uh, and the second is to make sure that he uh, actually um, takes them very close to him so they will uh, conform and will be loyal to him comes the uh, November uh, election. As you mentioned, Likud wasn't the only party holding primaries this week. Earlier in the week, we had Labour. Uh, their voters decided to um, relegate veteran ministers Omer Barlev and uh, uh, Nachman Shai to unrealistic spots. Uh, it appears to me that there are not really many stars, well-known political figures on the list now that will attract potential uh, voters. Uh, do you think this might be a problem for uh, Labour leader Mirav Michali? Yeah, definitely. It will be a problem, but it's not clear that it is, you know, democratically speaking, um, the primaries in the Labour actually uh, gave a lot of uh, uh, votes to those people who worked very, very hard uh, in the parliament, in the Knesset. So in terms of accountability, uh, they showed a lot of accountability um, uh, from that perspective. People that, might be, people that might be popular in Labour, but not necessarily vote winners. Absolutely. This is uh, true, even though I'm not sure uh, Barlev and the Shai are such a, a great uh, vote, uh, voters uh, magnet. But it is true that since Michaeli is hoping to establish a labor as a more um, uh, both uh, political and uh, economic force, and that giving that her list is very, very civic and social, it means that she may decide to use the two uh late in the first uh, 10 uh, MKs that uh, she has and may try to bring someone who is more identified with the establishment, with, uh, uh, with uh, maybe even a military uh, kind of uh, background uh, to, to change the kind of uh, character of the party. But let us say that the majority of the efforts coming from Michaeli as the head of labor, was to move away from the old elite of labor and going to the youngsters, going to the people who are more uh, for uh, public transportation and more uh, um, using uh, TikTok and uh, Instagram and less uh, the old uh, guard of uh, labor. I think she made the decision once Gantz became prominent and uh, joined hands with uh, forces with uh, Gidon Sar. Uh, that uh, she hopes that the leftist of the center-left would actually fall back into uh, the lap of labor, given that they don't have any other um, option, which is which is genuinely um, center-left. And she would try to recruit uh, the younger and the people that uh, are uh, more... Uh, uh, you know, future-looking kind of uh, of adjustment. But then again, given that Lapid is very dominant in terms of uh, um, uh, being a prime minister that delivered uh, on the uh, promise of the center-left, it might be the case that Michaeli would actually lose everything and fall under uh, the electoral threshold, which uh, is uh, for uh, members of Knesset. So it's going to be a very delicate balance between trying to um, uh, to have a very uh, 
uh, civic but also political kind of uh, line and not falling under the four uh, four percent that she needs. Looking finally at the overall picture in the polls, many people anticipated a boost for both Prime Minister Lapid and Defence Minister Gantz following the very successful military operation from Israel's point of view against the Islamic Jihad in Gaza. But the polls didn't really shift much, did they? You know, it depends which, uh, whether we are on the left or on the right. For, for the right-wingers, um, uh, leading a successful military victory is something to reward um, uh, in the polls, but this is not the case. So the only people that could actually uh, benefit uh, from that uh, perspective is what we call the soft right. And this is the big question, whether guns especially and also Lapid uh, will gain the trust of uh, the liberal right-wingers that were before part of the Likud and part of uh, Yamina and now are looking for a new ha- or a new uh, political home. So this is uh, one cohort which is not terribly big, but this is what we see, that the Likud primaries actually antagonize them because the Likud list is very anti-liberal, anti-the-Supreme uh, uh, Court, and therefore we might see the combination of the two uh, uh, falling into the laps of uh, Gantz uh, and possibly Lapid.